Welcome to episode two of the Planet K2 Performance Fix podcast. Today, we're focusing on our monthly theme of team performance, and we're going to explore the topic of high performance cultures. This is quite an exciting podcast, and today I'm joined by two guests, Henry Dalgleish from Bountiful Cow and one of our human performance experts, Catherine Bond. Welcome, both of you. How are you? I'm very good. Yeah, good, good. Thank you, Adam. I am, I am well, thank you. Today is going to be a bit of a different structure with our podcast. For the last eight months, we've had the opportunity to work with Henry to employ our expertise of high-performance culture creation. And this podcast is all about exploring what those ideas are and how we've applied our knowledge and skills in partnership with Henry. So whether you're in business or sport, we want to help you, the listeners, to extract some practical ideas to take away from this podcast. So, Henry, I'm going to start with you, if you're ready, yeah. prepared for yeah. our lovely podcast. Um, I think people are going to be really interested to know um, the story or the journey that you've taken with um, Bountiful Cow, you know, maybe why you established it, and also, you know, why you chose K2 as partners to, to work on creating this, this high-performance culture. Uh, okay, so I'll, I'll quickly start as to, to why why we set up the business and what, and what it stands for, because then the rest should become relatively self-explanatory. Um, so I, I work in the media planning and buying uh, industry, been operating in it for over 20 years uh, and have worked with varied sizes of organisation, sort of ranging from the sort of independent startup all the way to being part of a big global network. Um, beginning, well, I guess almost this time last year, I was given the opportunity to, to break out of the network organisation and set up my own organisation that was there to specifically take on I guess, the corporate monsters that exist within the media planning and buying industry. Um, and I'm not sure how many people will be au fait with how it works, but it's not dissimilar to other industries where you have four or five huge players uh, who dominate most of the supply chain um, and uh, for one reason or another find different ways of making money uh, above and beyond uh, doing great work for their clients. Um, my, my view was that we had an opportunity here to set up something completely and utterly new um, that had the concept behind it of being what I want to describe as a, a, a lung for the fresh air. So when clients came in and, and worked with this agency, uh, I wanted them to feel a noticeable difference between what they would get with us versus what they would get with the bigger corporate organisations. Um, and our core point of difference revolves probably around two very straightforward areas. Uh, the first one is transparency. Um, so within our industry, uh, advertising and, and paying for advertising has got to the stage at which a number of clients and agencies are wanting to allow those agencies to make money through less than transparent uh, means. Uh, and that means that basically an agency will make money out of the client's money, potentially at the expense of doing great work. Uh, and I think that actually removes the proper goal for any organisation to do great work for clients because you have a dual interest in terms of how you make money versus doing uh, great work for the clients. So transparency has to sit at the heart of that uh, and we work on a very uh, open uh, relationship with our clients where they understand our full costs, our full profit margin uh, and they only make money or we only make money from doing the work we do for our clients, i.e. the fee or the commission they pay us for the work that we do. Uh, and that's the underlying principle of, of how it works. The other part of it is around uh, doing work that works. So if you're a high performance culture business, we should be concentrating on driving a performance that delivers fantastic work for clients. 
Uh, and we call that work that works, i.e. You know, work that builds a client's business or sells them more product. Uh, and we should be remunerated as a result of that. So uh, it's a very transparent business as much as we are there to do those two things, to be completely clear on how, on how we're paid and to be completely besotted with driving work that works. I've worked with K2 for five years, you know, in some of the organisations I worked at before. Uh, and the challenge I had uh, with that way of working was trying to manifest change in an organisation that necessarily didn't want it at every single level. Um, and uh, you could affect change amongst those peers that you were working with closest. But as part of changing the culture of an organisation, it's a tough job to do. Um, when I knew I was starting from scratch and I had a team of three people to start off with, I couldn't think of a better opportunity to use K2 skill sets and capabilities to instill the right practices and the right culture and performance culture at the heart of the business from the beginning, as opposed to trying to fix bad habits once you're a year or two years down the line. Um, so that's why we made the investment we did. And as a management team, we spend a day a month with Catherine uh, which is basically around the principles of goal setting, understanding our performance versus our goals, um, and working across all the different work streams that we have as an organisation that fundamentally set our culture uh, the way that it needs to be to deliver on those two promises. Brilliant. And and Catherine, I'm I'm interested to know sort of what what your role is, but I'm also interested to know you know I'm sure the listeners are really interested in finding out you know what you do and, and sort of a bit more about you as well. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Um, so a little bit about me, I guess. So, so my my background uh, historically is um, yeah, from high performance sports. So, uh, a, a psychologist, chartered psychologist, uh, PhD in, in psychology, and, and predominantly uh, worked uh, for fifteen years um, in sport. I've uh, been to five Olympic, Paralympic uh, games, and still do a bit of work in in the world of sport. So, so my bias and my experience is. Um, it is from sport, but um, very passionate about bringing that expertise to life in a variety of, of different performance performance arenas um, and uh, businesses, business in different different sectors, um, and business sectors. Um, so, so that's me, and, and I think from my point of view, the the opportunity. Um, to work with Henry and his team is, uh, ha, has been an, an, a really exciting one, uh, really fulfilling. So, um, you know, Henry's a great advocate and, and really understands, um, you know, the, the high performance, uh, you know, the philosophy, the approach, um, and actually what it takes to apply that with with discipline and impact uh, and bring it to life and keep bringing it to life um, in a business. So it's it's been an absolute, um, it's been a really exciting opportunity actually to, to be involved with Henry and the team to kind of set the processes and, and the ground the groundwork in place um, from the outset and, and to help them as a team create, um, you know, the culture that, that they, they want and need to succeed I mean, Henry's very clear about the kind of the business proposition. He's also equally clear when when I spoke to him and the team about the kind of um, business uh, they want to create and the, the business they want or want to work in. Uh, we spend a lot of our, our lives um, uh, working or thinking about work, engaged in work. Um, so it's a massive part of, of who we are and what we spend our time doing. And they were 
you know, they're very determined and continue to be very determined and passionate to um, create uh, an environment that um, is you know, enjoying enjoyment, um, characterized by enjoyment, challenge, um, and success. So there's a real kind of high performance underpinning to, to what they, they want to do individually and collectively. And I was going to say, Catherine, it sounds like we have a third guest as well yeah. on, on the show. Yeah, I have a I have a high maintenance dog who, despite my best efforts, is uh, she wants to input. So um, <laughs> she she's she's a high performance dog. Uh, for Zulu is here in the background. So if you if you hear some uh, some chat, uh, she's she's trying to put her aura in about uh, high performance cultures. Well, that's brilliant. It's always good to have a yeah. voice. But no, you know, really interesting both of you in it interesting to see how that sort of connection is made and you know Henry I'm, I'm interested to know you know how have you become so so passionate about sort of high performance culture you know it's interesting to hear your story over sort of last amount last few years um what is it that sort of either inspired you or brought about that passion to to be someone who wants to focus on it within your business um I I think it's, it's a couple of things one uh, I think it's really interesting when you start to work in business and it's so easy for people to get obsessed with the results and not the input that makes those results. Uh, and that creates a sort of backward facing organization that is obsessed around the results and numbers and then uh, tries to find excuses and reasons as to why you haven't reached those numbers, which is frankly the performance that goes in to get those results. You see what I mean? So I, I think too few businesses think in that way uh, and are obsessed with the outputs, not the inputs. So that's one piece. And then the other bit is in our industry, we're not selling a product, you know, I'm not making cars or computers or whatever. Our product is our people um, and our people's ability to passionately care about the work they do, passionately work with the clients uh, to deliver work that works. Um, and that's is, a, is our differentiator. So if you don't invest in that stuff and make sure that their performance is up to the level that it needs to be, I'm not sure how you can expect to win in our space. And Catherine, in regard to that passion, you know, how, how do we get sort of people to, to sort of, not necessarily realize the importance, but sort of use that and understand that it's important to start caring about people um, and start building these high performance cultures? So, so I think most people kind of, Get, get that they um, they understand that, and if you actually look at businesses and you know, they, they, they invest a great deal in trying to create uh, the right culture that gets the best out of people. And if you you know they understand intellectually that if you if you do that and you create a you know high performance culture um, where you know there is uh, you know, collaborative emphasis um, emphasis on performance on excellence on improvement on giving creating an environment where people are you know empowered and equipped to, to perform at their best there is a, obviously a direct uh, link and impact on results so I think I think people absolutely get that and they invest businesses we see businesses of investing a huge amount of often money to try and do that and they invest some time and energy um, to do that as well I think what we see is probably a uh, lack of full understanding about how to do that, despite there being numerous kind of different culture creation experts and consultants out there. And I think the key thing is, is uh, I think we at K2C, companies that invest in, in doing the foundational stuff, but not 
going on from there. So, you know, we see businesses that will, you know, spend time, energy, quite a lot of money in creating a kind of cultural manifesto, um, you know, creating values and a, and a purpose and, and, and often, you know, displaying that very prominently in their premises and so on. And they do kind of the initial setup, but they don't do the hard yards of actually bringing it to life and keeping it alive and getting everybody you know, committed and on board. And I think probably they don't know fully how to do that. And actually, it's really hard to do. It's, it's a really difficult thing um, to to uphold. So culture creation is not just an event. It's the it's ongoing. It's an ongoing process that requires an awful lot of uh, energy, commitment um and real discipline, I think, to, to kind of keep going. So, you know, a high performance culture is 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 not an easy thing to um, to maintain. It's not easy to create, but it's even harder to maintain. So, so I think that's from my experience. I think that you know, in sport and in business, I think that's that's uh, taken it probably a little bit of lack of understanding about how to do it, and, and very definitely kind of a, almost a, a treating it as an event and not an ongoing process that you, you you've got to keep working on yeah and you mentioned you know about bring it to, to life and bring it alive you know henry do you have any examples of how you bring a you know high performance culture to life or anything that you do there's a number of different niches we do i guess that all come together to, to make that work so i guess our, our first example is uh, the, the idea of understanding when people are at their best physically during the day and working with them um, to get the best out of them during the day. So we, we don't have any working hours in the new agency. Uh, and it's it's fascinating because I've got one girl who uh, is obsessed with being in at 9.14 every morning. Uh, we'll, we'll graft for about five or six hours, well, actually across, across most of the day, and then we'll leave as soon as she can. Uh, and and that's the way she works, and that sort of sits within your standard nine to five sort of regime. Whereas I've got another individual who will probably won't be in the office till eleven o'clock in the morning, but will work till ten o'clock at night from home. Uh, and learning to how each of you have your own sort of rhythms to which you work is a really interesting challenge because again, you tend to get relatively um, you know one dimensional in in the in the concept of how businesses need to work on a sort of nine to five. So I think I think that's one. I think the other one is we run this thing because we're called Bountiful Cow. We run this thing called Moo Time, which is basically just continually checking in as a team on where we're at for the task of the week, um, and understanding that everyone's got the right support and that we're all playing to our strengths and people are doing what they should be doing, you know, to their strengths and not trying to fill gaps. You know, when you're a very small team, there's always a risk of everyone trying to do everything. Uh, so we we work really hard at that and making sure that you know I don't start doing stuff that's really not my strength and vice versa. And, oh, sorry, Catherine. Sorry, just yeah, and just chip in there. I think one of the things that probably back in January, February when we first started uh, working together as a team, um, was really kind of detailed discussions about. Um, I guess clarity and, and shared clarity on values, mission and, and purpose, you know, who we are and what we stand for uh, as Bountiful Cow. Yeah. Um, and, and that almost, you know, when we, we 
you know, from the outset, we, we created a shared picture of success for the first, it was about the first 15 months. Um, yeah. And what we would want to be saying as a team and as a business at the end of 15 months. And it, it, yes, there's some results stuff in there. There was stuff around, you know, the work, the quality of work, um, and that were true to our, our values. Yeah. But there was also detailed stuff about this is the kind of environment that we want to be working in. Uh, having, you know, everybody had come from different different businesses in it in a, you know, kind of a, a sector which is kind of Henry you know, is very much the same in terms of the kind of culture of the big organisations. And yeah. yeah, everybody had a really shared desire to to be working in a in a different culture. So we spent a lot of time up front talking about that and you know, continue to talk about it. that sits at the heart of everything that really everything you do as a business and decision you make actually uh, around, around, around you know, the, the type of work you, you take on and the, the customers you want to work with and, and, and the nest, the nature of the work you do. And, and, and from there, you know, we've kind of really pinned down, you know, how we want to feel when, when we work at our best collectively and individually, uh, how how does it feel and what's the kind of environment that supports us to do that um so we created a you know the almost a, a bit of a blueprint um of uh you know we're at our best when we do this and and you know lo and behold it it came out it was it was very linked to what we call uh the three c's of motivation so i uh, it's come from self-determination theory for, for those of you with um a bit of background in in in, in psychology uh, or learning and development so it's classic Dietschy and ryan stuff around you know we, we fundamentally people um people are, have the the uh, seeds of high performance they operate at their best in, in a work sense when they have a high sense of autonomy or control as we call it uh they feel competent or, or confident about what they do and the contribution that they're making and they feel they feel affiliated or, or connected in our terms um, to both the business and other people in it. So so really, then, when it came to cr- really create the culture and talk about the culture and uh, created some some really lovely cultural manifesto documents and then working practices, it was all underpinned by these three C's and also this idea that Henry was talking about around energy, you know, the, the kind of the, the energy that you need to perform. So everybody's absolutely clear, you know, that they're bought into the, the values, the mission of the business, that they're, they're part of it. They're not working for the company. They are the company. It's a collaborative venture, very clear about what their role is, very clear about what success looks like as a team and then individually um and what brings out the best how the culture we want to work in that allows us to perform at our best so so it's not just a nice culture it's a high performance culture and and then you've know, gone into an awful lot of detail about um you know the nitty-gritty of that and, and the two examples henry henry pulled out kind of very much understanding what's best and respecting what's best and, and giving freedom for every individual to work in the way that um, at the time in the venue in the in the environment that's best for them, um, given they're going to have different different demands at different times. Uh, I, I'm interested because we spoke about roles and sort of leading that culture. You, you know, Henry, how do you encourage everyone in the business to to think about their role in in leading the culture? 
I've I've always been one that's been a big advocate of autonomy. So frankly, I don't think anyone would work in this organisation if they didn't want to have a certain amount of autonomy in, in their in their role. So uh, the pure nature of the team is that they 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 will take some lead and some control within their their areas and and strive for more. So we push that as much as we can so that those people feel empowered and feel connected and confident, uh, and that. Uh, helps then drive the whole the whole thing forward. Um, it doesn't come without its pitfalls, obviously, uh, because you need to sort of work within a certain framework, which again is what sort of Catherine's talked about. Uh, and I think, interestingly, that's been a relatively easy task amongst sort of the three founders of the business. But now, as we grow and we start to employ more and more new people into the organisation. Uh, getting people to understand that autonomy is empowerment and you've got to take your own responsibility for your own outputs is going to be our next interesting challenge uh, because, you know, again, it's we want people to, to you know manage themselves and they are their own managers as a result of that and therefore that requires autonomy and leadership of themselves. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting sort of uh, way of looking at things and we'll see how we go really. Uh, one of the things, the, the, the next next steps that we're working on over the next month uh, month or so is um, the business has a, a, a kind of a, uh, every six months you create your own performance plan. Um, so every, uh, every team member would go through a process every six months of being very clear on what good looks like for them, their objectives, their deliverables, but also the way that they're going to need to and will be performing over the next six months. Um, and that's from a, you know, not just a technical or tactical point of view, but it's from an energy management uh, mindset, attitude, how they'll be using the support around them. So every six months, everybody will 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 go through a planning process, um, share what they'll be doing. So it's real transparency about what good looks like for everybody, what they need to perform, what support they need. Um, that obviously ties into the business objectives as well. Um, and then they, they, they're responsible for delivering on that and drawing the support from each other and, and also from me to, to be able to deliver against that. How they do that then there's, you know, as, as Henry, Henry said, is kind of the, there's, there's autonomy to do that, but and trust to do that, um, and I think when you know as your team gets bigger, the induction or, or the kind of the well, even the recruitment process becomes really important. Yeah. So that when you're recruiting people in, they're very clear about the kind of organisation they're coming into, and there's a really good fit. Um, uh, and, and I think so far the new team members you've brought in, you've done a superb job of of uh, making making sure the right people are coming in and understand the. The nature of the role in the organization they're coming into yeah really interesting to see how we we look at it as well from that recruitment process and, and looking at autonomy and trust so no it's it, it's fascinating and um i know we're, we're we sort of, we don't have too much time but henry i wanted to sort of ask a question one of the team sort of we're interested in knowing how much of your sort of daily um you know weekly time and effort and thinking are is sort of focused around sort of building that high performance culture uh, I'd, I'd probably say it's, it's not far off. All right, we, I mean, we take a day a month, obviously, specifically working with K2. And then, you know, every sort of Monday morning and Friday morning is used as a team to 
make sure that we're checking in on, on all the stuff that we're doing and make sure that we're sort of holding each other accountable for saying for delivering on what we said we were going to do so to that extent that it happens a lot um and you know as in terms of business planning uh it's interesting i presented to, you know to the owners of the business uh, about three or four weeks ago in terms of the future of the agency and i would say half of that presentation and half that conversation was around building out our culture uh, and driving in new initiatives so it's massively important to us because i know it's our single point of difference Catherine, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, and I, I think um, it, it's it, keeping it alive is so important. And what Henry and his team are doing, and they're doing really, you know, with discipline, and they're, they're really busy. So they're a successful. One of the challenges they've had is they've they've almost had too much work coming in, so they've got more and more demand because what they're doing is really good and, and different and high quality. Um, but what they've done a great job of doing is staying through to the fundamental, the, the stuff around checking in on, you know, what does good look like for for us this week, collectively, individually? What support do we need to get to give to each other? Those conversations at the start of every week and then reviewing how have we performed against what we intended to do individually and collectively. And, and behaviours are on the agenda for that. It's not just we've got to do this task or we've got to, you know, uh, this client meeting or pitch or whatever it is, is these are the, the, the kind of cultural behaviours and standards that we're going to be practising with and leading on this week. Uh, and that's absolutely included in their Monday morning mood time check-in. Um, so it's very much front and centre. And then at the end of the week, there's a review of how have we, how have we done on everything we said we'd do. So it's a simple thing. Thing, it's an easy thing to slip to the back of the, the the list or the agenda when you're really busy but they've done a good job of understanding we need to keep this keep this going we need to be really disciplined to keep this stuff alive otherwise it's too easy to slip it's not stuff that um naturally maybe that we're used to doing or, or come or comes comes to us you know um uh, naturally so um you know it's a simple thing but that principle of keeping it alive and keeping talking about and checking in on your on your culture and how you want to be operating and how you want to behave with each other and with your customers is so so important it doesn't have to be over engineered but it does have to be talked about really regularly and and you know, henry and team have got this mood time monday and friday system that's working really nicely for them yeah and it sounds you know, this partnership sounds absolutely fantastic and how it's been implemented. And I would love to ask loads more questions, but unfortunately um, we are out of time, but it has been an incredible insight um, into the work um, and, and how things sort of combine together. So Henry, thank you very, very um, much for your time. Um, and Catherine also, thank you very, very much for your time. Um, if anyone wants to access any more information on high performance cultures, please feel free to check out um, the performance room.co.uk and if you put in the search bar um, high performance cultures or, or teams you'll find um, a wealth of information again thank you to both of you I hope you um, I hope you found it enjoyable I hope you uh, yeah. enjoyed the process um, and yeah well, hopefully we'll be back next month um, with our third episode